The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, we get it. Music played. Short episode today. Um, apparently another Ringer podcast needs Carlos. By the way, why isn't Eddie just doing the show then? We have another producer here. Don't don't ask these questions. It's too late. Don't don't make them feel uncomfortable. I'm They're just right saying there. there's two. Eddie's more than capable. I say we tell Carlos to get lost in an hour. <laughs> we just keep rolling with Eddie. Um, there's a whole thing behind it. I actually could explain, but I can't now. We're going to talk about the website. We're not going to talk, talk about, that? about something important to you people. Mike, you're, are you still upset? I'm, you are so upset. No, here's the thing. After the, after, I'm not going to say after the encounter we just had on the internet, I I'm, don't, I'm not upset. About, it. I am more upset with the state of the world. If I'm being honest, it's, it is a failing system. My friend, I think um, the the world we just saw is not meant to be seen by anybody, let alone adults. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Moving on. Star stock. Have you heard of it? <clears throat> I'm just going to clear my throat the whole episode. It'll be good for you. Want some sound. Mo- I've got some unsweet tea. I would rather choke and die than drink after you. It's not a you problem. It's, it's a not opened. <clears throat> That's fine. So Starstock, I don't drink tea. Starstock came out and announced. There's a couple things. First, that they're going to be charging a $5. Do you have the statement? A $5 a month maintenance fee. I wanted to make sure we address this, by the way, while Jesse's going to try to find that, because we've heard from a couple other content creators lately, isn't it amazing nobody's talking about this? Okay, just to be very transparent, we've talked about this before and called Scott live on air multiple times in the past. Starstock was a sponsor. That ended in December of last year. Yeah. I just saw it in your little chart. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great idea. We promoted it. We got paid by them. We used them personally. I thought well, it was the a, idea overall. I still I think the idea, idea, by the way, is an excellent concept. The company turned out to be total crap. They just burned a ton of cash and did nothing useful. And now they have, they fired almost everybody. Apparently. You know, what's funny. I've had a couple of people reach out who actually like the service though, and still use them. 
I think the people who are actively just buying and selling, it's one thing, but a ton of other people were like, hey, we want to get our stuff out of this sink is going, the ship is going down. We want our cards back. They are still months and months behind. Let me just say this. I think they're working on uh, March to April, if anyone's curious right now. If that is you, by the way. If you've submitted your request in March to April of this year, that is. If you are requesting your cards back, jake at starstock.com, scott at starstock.com, and then copy us on the email as well, please, because then we can if put a little pressure anything, yeah. on our side also. Um, sportscardsnonsense at gmail.com. So they come up with this new statement last week, though. Now they're going to start charging a $5 a month maintenance fee. Here's why I freaked out about that, because I was like, this is nuts. Like, and how are inactive you accounts. Yeah, any account that hasn't had a, a buy or a sell in six months. But then you've got people sitting there, hey, we've had requests to get our cards yeah. back for six months. Mm-hmm. I, there is a caveat. Scott responded to one of the emails. Actually, I don't want to give him credit because that company is a train wreck, but I will give him this small piece of credit. He has responded to every email this week that we've sent from our customers that have CC'd us. And this last one, he specifically says, if your account has a zero balance, obviously you won't be charged. So it's not like they're going after credit cards or different things. If there is no cash balance in your account, mm-hmm. I would tell you that if you're no longer using the site, make sure you empty your balance so you don't get to charge. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize so that either. If you take your money out, then you won't be charged. But if you still, you can still have cards there, but that doesn't matter, apparently. Uh, that is what that email said. Here's the thing. Oh, I would want to know, though. Did Derek, he clarify, like, if my card's attached to the payment system, am I going to be charged? Why don't we give him a show real quick? I mean, we can. Yeah, call him real fast. Why not? Because the other thing it said was, hey, we're down under 1,200 shipments that need to go back. The shipping price is a joke. I've seen the shipping costs in some of these. It's absolutely absurd. I don't understand it. I also don't understand. You can call Scott or the office. I don't care if we call the office. Get that Jake kid. Um, I also do you have ha- the office one. I've got. No. Okay. Let me just see if I've got. I also one. don't understand, though. 1,200 shipments. Like, I could get that done in, in a week by myself. It's not an exaggeration. I could ship two, 300 packages a day if I really. If that was my job, mm-hmm. I used to do that breaking. A couple hundred a day. No problem. Why is it taking months to do this? If there's 1,200 huh. left, hire a crew for literally one week next week, and you bang through that. You spend a couple thousand bucks. That is a really good point. Honestly, I realize, they, they've said 1,200. That's, that's what all they these, have? We're 1,200 shipments down to our last 1,200. Now, granted, that's not 1,200 cards. Some of these shipments sure. probably have a ton of cards. But if that is all it is, hire a crew for a week, get up there, and get it done. That um, is what I would like. I've to got call. Scott's number. I can call that one. I don't have the just main office one. Call, call Scott right now. Carlos, just cut this out until we get him. Or leave it in. No, actually, leave it in. Are you going to say hello or am I? You're more personable. Yeah, say hello. let me do it. Tell him we're on the air. Cannot gotcha. Leave, can't leave a voicemail. No, never. He's got to have my number in his phone by now. He's known better. All right, so there you go. We've. Hey, you can't say we didn't try, people. Those. That was my outlining overall point, though. Get your money out and make sure you CC us on any emails. Maybe we can help get your card back faster. That's it. Do your rundown. Big picture. Let's go. We got to move today because Carlos has other press box apparently has priority over us. I don't want to talk about that. I, I always thought Carlos and I, I had a special thing going. It's not a big deal. Uh, vintage report. I hope we get a new product. No, don't you dare. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Carlos is awesome. Um, all, right, all right. We have the vintage report for basketball that Denton put together uh, for us. Basically NBA hall of fame vintage over the last five years, we've got pricing. Um, basically, I think it's all players are pre uh, pre 1986 with their cards. Okay. So yep. we can start on the top. There's, he put together a list of 10 um, 
the first one, George Mikan. Uh, it's just a rundown of the big picture. Like you're getting oh, awfully detailed. Even, oh my goodness. I didn't even realize what you're doing. I'm skipping the rundown. Holy okay, moly. Okay, I've got the rundown then. Hang on. Oh, okay, go ahead. Vintage go basketball it. report. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a couple items that are up for sale or have just recently sold. Mm-hmm. Big release week. A couple giveaways we want to throw out there. And then the mailbag. That's a rundown, by the Man. way. See how quick that was done? Yeah. Known for my speed. All right. Hit big it. picture. There it is. So some vintage basketball we want to talk about. Uh, While you're pulling up the report, if you could throw it on the screen, that would be helpful. Sure. Here's the only vintage basketball card I care about. 1980. This Larry Bird PSA 9 just sold. Was that at Golden? I believe it was at Golden. $11,000 before the buyer premium for a PSA 9 1980 Larry Bird rookie. I told Jesse, I offered somebody on Facebook. I went back and found this. I believe I offered $23,000 a little over a year ago because I was like, I want this card. Crazy low pop. It's, It's safe. It's got three, you know, two top in my opinion, two top six, top seven all-time guys and Dr. J, who's top 20, crazy high grade, crazy low pop. I was super excited. That was like a just a PC grail card for me. Now trading for literally less than half. By the way, if Scott calls back or anybody calls you back, let's just answer it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that was the card that are stands you glad? Me. You got to be glad though, right? Of course. I, mean, I, don't lo- I don't love buying things that have them. But that's like, as, that is to me the second most iconic basketball card of all time. Number one's MJ. To me, that's number two. You said that was last year, though, right? That last was not year this year. Was doing okay. that, but last week that just closed at eleven thousand, a little yes. over eleven grand. Okay, crazy drop. Um, Who else you got? Where do here? you want to start on this list? We have. So let's go with Bill Russell because this is an interesting card to me. George Mikan's a nineteen forty eight Bowman. Nobody cares about that card that I know. I was, that's what I was going to say. That's a I Simmons don't... card. Bill Simmons would talk to you about how great that card is, how great of a player he is. None of that is untrue. I just don't know anybody in our age bracket or. Anybody we associate with who cares about that card. So I don't care about that card. All right. But Bill Russell. Bill Russell. I own this card. 1957. 1957 tops. PSA four. Pop is 135. So if you read this, so he has 2018 down to 2022. Um, He basically did four uh, sales in November. Yep. Last three sales, he averaged those. So November 2018, this card sold for 1,700. 19, it sold for two grand. And that's when COVID. November 2020, uh, 2020 came around and this card for sold for $7,000. Here's what I really think is interesting. 2021, who even cares? It went up to 10,000. Good, great. November 2022, right now, it's back down to $7,000. It's still well above what it was pre-COVID. just pre-COVID. Yeah, I, I mean, almost 4X. Well, and, and here's the thing. I think that... Guys are complaining a lot of times like, yeah, what do you mean the market is, you know, hanging around? It's completely crashed. It's back down to where we were pre-COVID. One, not everything is down to where it was pre-COVID. And even if it is around pre-COVID, those numbers were still like on the trend upwards. And for the most part, the the numbers are still slightly above. We do have to add this overall underlying principle. Not all of it, because somebody called us out for this last time, and it wasn't unreasonable. Although the person ended up being a total oh clown. Vintage versus modern. Um, When we talk, so first of all, we're only using PSA for these grades with no qualifiers, obviously, because that makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And we're taking the average of three, and we threw out anything that was crazy up or down. And yes, not all vintages created the same. A perfectly centered four is going to sell for a good amount above. That's why we did the average of multiple. But if you want to just take one as an outlier here and there, you can certainly do that. I understand. I'm not arguing. But in general, this is kind of just to give you an overall view of the market. But this card is also sold in the last two weeks three times. 
6,400, excuse me, four times, 64, 66, 73, 7,000. What? So again- That's interesting, especially with a pop count of only 135. That's for the four, PSA four? For the PSA four, yeah. Wow. But yeah, if you look at that though, Bill Russell, now again, Bill Russell also passed away. Huge jump. He's got, he's had a, I actually watched some of the documentary the other day. Uh, I think it's one of two that's coming out. So yeah, as of right now, though, you're looking at going from 2000 in November before COVID to 7,000 now. Do you see this all-time high though in March of 2021? Someone paid 20 grand for that card for a PSA 4. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't believe that card. March of 2021 though? That if anyone's going to, if that ever happened, that would be the time they did it. It's also not on card ladder, so it's not a verified sale. I don't know where that sale happened. It's not on the verified card market sales. Okay. Card ladder sales. Okay. Okay. So Bill Russell, the point being there, way, way up. Yes, absolutely. But um, let's but keep again, with the Celtics. He's since passed. So yep. Celtics and a card I, I get another card I own. So I own a PSA three, same set, nineteen fifty seven. Bob Cousy. Mine's a PSA three. That's the card I actually. Um, Chris at Nash Cards has it. This just came back. Didn't you regrade it or something? I sent it off to Bob Cousy. Made a donation to the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. He autographed it. Put the Cousy legs inscription for me. Oh, so I bought it as a PSA two point five uh-huh. for seven or eight hundred bucks. Cracked it out, sent it to him to sign. Cost me 100, 150 with shipping probably. I'm into that card, let's say $900. Okay. 50 bucks to then grade it at PSA. And shipping and all that. Let's just call it an even 1000 bucks. Okay. But it came back a PSA 3 oh. auto grade 10, which is huge. What does that go for? Do you know? I'm going to say two to 2500 because it's not a bad doubling first of your all, money. Yeah, it's an autograph in person, and mm-hmm. it has an inscription nobody else has because it's my story. That was my nickname as a kid. Anyways, uh. this is a PSA 5. Uh, 1957 koozie rookie PSA five pop count 164. I mean, literally the exact same thing here, right? Yep. 2018 November sold for 320, 19, 355, and then 2020, 1500, 2021, 1600. But then again, November right now, 1300, just under four X what it was pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. Okay. Next. Um, well, Chamberlain, way, and also with, with koozie, obviously still alive. Yes. At some point, that won't be the case. That'll change. But the Chamberlain I'm interested in. 1961 Fleer, Wilt Chamberlain, PSA iconic 6. Iconic set, by the way. Hard, per, maybe the most iconic basketball set. Oh, oh, I vintage, really like this set, actually. The vintage set, for sure. Is it more iconic than 86? Probably not. But other no. than that. But for vintage, it is. I think it looks great. <clears throat> this is like this is what I think about when I think of old basketball. Yeah, I don't like think about Jordan. All Hall of Famers. Yeah. Okay, so real quick. PSA 6, Wilt Rookie, Pop is 252. Um, let me so, just give you the numbers. Is that cool? Yeah, starting at 18? So starting in November 19, of 18, 2300, 19, 3300. 2020 jumped to 6,000, 21, 8,400. But then again, now 7,000. Still so this one, over double what it was right pre-COVID. Obviously way different though. The other ones are almost 4X. This is just over 2X. Mm-hmm. But, but still double. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, the others are just, oh, because you're talking about this one. I Pre-COVID see what you're saying. pre to now. Yes, yeah. But I mean, still. Sure. By the way, this the Oscar Robertson, though, same exact thing. With his PSA 6 from that same set, 61, his 2019 pre-COVID 7, his today is 2700 literally 4X, $100 under 4X. Same exact thing. Um, Jerry West Jerry from that West same set. Jerry West is 5X. Uh, went from 700 in 2019 to 2022, 3500 Let's see. So it's 5X right there for his rookie. Um Elgin Baylor. Elgin. Elgin Baylor. Yep. Okay. No. Now Baylor's interesting. He was 275 in 2019, got as high as three grand, but is now still 1900. That's what, 7X? 
Here's what is interesting too, that I look at the card ladder um, index for vintage and vintage is, you know, supposedly down, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's really, if, if we're comparing this to, to anything, well, like anything pre COVID is still looking really good for vintage. I, That's I fair. don't know. I think at this point we have to kind of like start to think of 2021 and late 2020 as an anomaly. And just think of it as, all right, we went from early 2020 to now. What has the card market done? If you look at it overall, it still looks really nice. So it does. Um, let's do the last one there, the 1969 Kareem. Because this to me is still criminally, this is the most underpriced vintage card of any sport, quite frankly, this and the Jim Brown, you can take your pick. It's one of these two. Here's the reason I say that. I would still argue Kareem is the second best basketball player of all time. Jordan and Kareem. Mm-hmm. His resume is unbelievable. The biggest negative going with this card. It's a tall boy. It's literally tall, skinny, yeah. totally different size card, but you can buy a PSA six rookie of again, what I would call the second best player of all time for $2,500 right now. Wow. I mean, and here's a good thing too. That different. pop count is like, significantly higher than all the other ones we were talking about. Yeah. It's also 12 years newer than those cards. So sure. Well, in eight years newer. Man, 751. That is something attainable. And I really like the look of that. You've got one, right? So I have a PSA five, oh, five. and then I have three rookies that are graded PSA one to PSA two. I don't know if we mentioned that's a six we're talking that's about. That's a six, but mine are all autographed, have a couple lines of inscription, but even that is insane. So I've got a PSA. The last one I bought is a 1969 Kareem rookie. Mm-hmm. PSA 1.5 auto grade 9 or 10. It's autographed and has three or four lines of stats underneath. Oh, interesting. Like it's a pretty $2,000. I just, if that's a Mickey Mantle card, <laughs> you're talking hundreds of thousands. Yeah, if, if that's a Tom Brady card, you're talking tens and tens of thousands. Jordan, six figures. I get that people don't like the tall boy, I guess, Mm -hmm. but it is weird to me. I I think he might be like the cheapest absolute cemented all time. Great. Interestingly enough, he's up 5% over the last month on card ladder. I don't get it though. I, 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 and he's never been the most popular guy. I always came off as kind of a jerk in the media is what I'm told. Obviously way before my time, but he's got like five or six MVPs, five or six championships. Like the guy is as good as it gets in NBA history. It's just funny to me. This card is just never taken off. And I kind of thought this would be the one. Do you view any of these as not a good investment? Like if you're, if you're going to sit and hold, if I'm going long-term, I guess I'd buy any of them, but I don't know if, I, but if I'm going somewhat short-term, I guess my question would be why Who's would oldest? I, well, no, my question would just be, can I not get this card cheaper in six months? I mean, unless he dies, but even then Bill Russell died, there was a very, very momentary spike. And then prices went back to where they were before well and i think if anything we've proven modern's a different story than vintage these have dropped but they have not dropped nearly the same as what modern has i mean yeah, so i don't know kareem, if you get it lower in six months and by the way the kareem exactly the same as almost every other card on here 600 pre-covid 2250 now just under 4x and one just sold today for 2500 so 4x i mean it's interesting the other one i would look at though this card actually stood out to me a little bit and this will be the last one, 1972 tops, Dr. J, a PSA seven. The pop is just under a thousand from 475 pre COVID to 1100 ish. Now I actually saw one of these selling Facebook yesterday for a thousand bucks. So that's about oh, really? where they're at. I mean, Oh, he did have your Larry bird magic card on here. Dude, I paid. So I actually paid, I paid 792 for my Larry bird in 2019. He has 800 on there. These cards though, the PSA eights got as high 
I See, mean, the 20,000, I don't believe, but they did get as high as 10 to 12 for a while. For they were hanging. Eight. What did the 10 get up to? Oh, like 750, I think. I mean, that's not an, I mean, if it got up to 750 and eight getting up to 20 grand. I don't believe that 20,000. I mean, I know the eights were trading in the 10 to 14 range for six months yeah. in 2021. And now they're back down to 2250. I was telling you that nine, again, now it's down to 11,000. Overall point, vintage basketball, it does seem has held the most pre to post COVID pricing. Like the, still the biggest spike of any of the sports we've looked at. That is actually confirmed on card letter that 20,000. That's insane to me. February of 2021. Okay. The other one he has on here is the Jordan. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to talk about the Jordan. We talk about Jordan all the time. Do we? Yeah. And here's the other thing I would say too, because I've heard people mention this too. The Jordan was 800,000 for a PSA 10. One copy sold that way because it was what PWCC, PWCC deemed top 5% of any of them. Oh. In other words, they looked at it and said, this is the cleanest yeah. version we've ever seen. That is an anomaly. Other than that, the highs were in the 450s. Weren't there two that sold for 750 or something? I thought there was... That sold for over 800. I thought oh, the other ones one were that in the sold four to five range. Okay. But, but I would have to confirm that. And now they're doing 150-ish, it looks like. But again, I, I mean, what did... Uh, I think on card uh, sports card radio, they had mentioned that the Jordan was down to like, what did the 10 just sell for 130 something, 130 something. And then 155 the other day. So an eight, I mean, the fact that it was still 2,400 before COVID and now 7,000 right now, I don't know. I would love to, to say you've got an, a Jordan and an eight. That's still like, you know, now everybody wants a 10 of everything for modern, but an eight of that, I have a nine, five of that card for seven grand. That's my nine, five is not doing what I paid for it. What did you pay for it? And what is it doing? I paid 65,000, uh, 60,000 and it's doing a little over half that now, 35. I need to try to sub that over to PSA, switch it over. I'm to SGC. See if I can get it to actually bump up, but, um, there you go. Did you want to do your, your rant? You had mentioned your Celtics rant. Jason Tatum's unbelievable. Like, it is hard to argue with those numbers. Good. Stats don't lie. I still think it's criminal how cheap he is. You go with his low numbered or autographed or really premium rookie stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's going to laugh. Like, oh, this is a Boston thing. If you compare it to Doncic. So if you ask me right now, who's going to have the greater career? It's probably Luca, right? Like, I get it. Like Luca could be that next unbelievable. He's the guy. Maybe. He could also be the guy who just never gets his second star to play with him and never has any postseason success. I was seeing that the other day that he, yeah, he's not going to do, he's not going to have that staying power if he doesn't get someone else. Of course. And, and that could all change next year. It could all change this season. Maybe they make a trade. All I know is Tatum is scoring. I think Tatum scores and is as versatile a scorer and as elite a scorer as anybody in basketball today, period. His, his mid range, his three ball, his drop, his ability to finish at the rim this year is unbelievable. Now his defense, he's practically an, a, a first, second team defender at this point, that level. He's on the best team in basketball this year, and they're coming off a championship run last year. I Didn't think he just put up almost 50 points. 49 last night, last night against the Heat. And the Heat are a very good defensive team. Tatum to me is becoming that guy. Like he was already great last year, but it was like, is he top 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe. Now, having seen what you've seen this year, there's a couple guys, if you're telling me you're taking them over him, okay. That list is very, very small. Like, you want to tell me Giannis? Fine. I I still think Giannis is the best basketball player in the game. After Giannis, I would almost argue anybody else at this point. Wow. Including Luka. Okay. And that's not to say Luka may not finish with a better career and Luka can do things. Tatum can't. Not anymore. Older. I'm I'm good with Durant right now. Curry, unbelievable. Older. I'm all set there. But 
if you look at where Tatum stuff sells compared to a guy like Luca, mm-hmm. and he, by the way, he came into the league a year before Luca. He's 2017. Luca's 2018. It's not like he is five years older. How old? Is, I mean, they've got to be close to the same age. Could you pull up their ages yeah. real quick? Mm-hmm. And the Celtics are, if again, I've got to think, and if you went to the Vegas odds for who's going to win the championship this year, Celtics have to be top three, maybe even the best at this point. They have the best record in basketball. Jalen Brown and him, that's the best duo in basketball this year. One year apart. Tatum's Luke is 23. Older. Yep, Tatum's 24. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, this kid is going to be the, and I just, I see the discrepancy in price with him. And I think this mm-hmm. is insane. Like, I'm not saying he's better than Luca, although I am saying that, but if you want to tell me Luca's <laughs> better, fine, but he's not that much better. And he's not, and his team is not even close to the level that Tatum's team is at right now, which is not Luca's fault. But again, I put all that together and I just look and I'm like, it is interesting though. According to, you know, if you go by the PER, give me the PER. The ESPN, Luca's got to be one, right? Luca is one. What but, is it? What's the number? Uh, 31. Who's two? Well, that's what, uh, Tatum is seven. There are five guys in, in between. Giannis and Joker are going to be there. You've named Giannis. Joker? You haven't named any of the others. Joker is number two. Yep. Joker's number two. Very, And it's like Steph Curry. 0.03 difference on their PERs. So what he could Tatum's overtake them. PER? Tatum's is 29, 28. I mean, 27.58. Okay. So. That's He's, fine. And, and I don't know what, where defense ranks in that metric too. Like Tatum is borderline elite defender. Mm-hmm. Luca doesn't play defense, I mean, which is fine. Nobody plays defense, but Tatum really does. Um, Anthony Davis is 29. He's third place. Yeah, and he's played six games this year. I take that one out. Games played is 18. He, Luca's 19. Yeah, but Davis, I mean, I just, Davis injury history. No, I'm not. I'm all set with Davis. Who else is there? Giannis Joker. is four. By the way, if you want to tell me. Joker and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, Joker's coming off back-to-back MVPs. You want to say Luca? Mm-hmm. Fine. After those three, I don't think there's anybody else in the league better this year than him. Is Embiid up there? Uh, he's not in that list. Oh, Embiid. He's too. Yeah, he's... No. Yeah, he's not on there. Give me the next couple. Curry. I'm surprised you haven't said Curry. I said Curry. Second you did? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. But again, because of age and everything. Okay. Curry. And Curry is coming off a championship. I mean, unbelievable player, legacy all time. Obviously, Curry's probably going to finish better than him. I mean, I think the guy's arguably top ten now. But okay, but he's in his you know mid thirties. Who, who else you got? Uh, next one up Booker? is SGA. Oh, yep. And then you got your Tatum. The next, so to round out the top ten, you got Durant. Eight. Is number eight. Number nine is your boy, Mister Morant. And number ten. I I don't know. I I don't know why it makes me so happy to see him. Do you have a guess? It makes you happy? Yeah. Because I've been high on him for a while. Number oh, 10 in PR. I almost just asked you. I almost just asked you what conference he plays in. What a waste of my time. <laughs> the North. It makes you happy to see this. As someone who is a, an, an investor. Zion? Zion Williamson. He had a highlight, highlight real game last night. By the way, third best record in the West right now. Or fourth. I mean, uh, let me see. Actually, I've got it pulled up. Uh, the team's killing it right now. They are currently at. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good I did have it. I have it. Uh, the Western Conference, they are third. Not bad. No. My whole point, Tatum to me, despite how good he is and expensive some of his stuff is. Mm-hmm. Put him up against, again, I'm going, I think his most comparable guy in terms, not playing style, but in terms of hobby, age, year they come in and what they're doing is Luca. Mm-hmm. He sells for a fraction of Luca. I think Tatum, if you have some money and you want to actually chill, 
and because again, I'm not, I don't know what you can invest in right now. That's not cheaper in six months. Tatum might just be that type of weirdo. I got that silver prism last week for a steel PSA 10 auto of his. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what it is by the time it comes in the mail. That's I just, I, I do think of all of those players though. I do think Zion is the most investable. I mean, oh, at I that don't. performance, he's still high though, he's, man. No, he's low. He's never been this low, but his pricing compared. Well, that's true. His prism's down to 110, 115. Okay. I mean, like it's doing 116 right now. Um, I was actually going to see what his silver's doing. A thousand, not even right. Let me see. I've got that silver so that I bought for PSA silver or PSA 10 silver. Uh, it's only got 1500 in the uh, pop is doing 990. And that's a low as it, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's top 10 in PER and he's that low. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. A couple of the items I want to just mention quick, then we can do the new release. Uh, the Aaron Judge 62 home run ball is up over a million dollars. Probstein, who I very publicly cannot stand. I, I, he might actually be like a super nice guy and it's a persona, but he plays being a jerk so good. I've just, <laughs> I, he, he, Academy Award. Um, <laughs> He's come out and said he's going to bid a ton of money. The guy allegedly turned down a $3 billion offer already. This is at Golden. I, I don't understand you turned down $3 million for that ball, considering is what others have sold for. Do me a favor and look up what the Pulhos 700 home run ball sold for. Mm-hmm. The judge ball is up over a million dollars. It's his 60-second home run. I don't get it. <laughs> like, everybody else is, is on steroids. I mean, first of all, I am not convinced any home run hitter in the major leagues is not on juice. Like if you told me everybody still was or nobody was, I'd believe both. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who was clean in the past and who wasn't. I think most people probably were not clean. I know Mark McGuire hit over 62. I know Sammy Sosa did a couple times. Those guys Barry Bonds did. Like That's a joke. This is not the first time this has been done. I, I get the significance, but I do not understand the value. If you put me in a vacuum, I say that a lot, by the way, and I don't love it. I thought you just liked vacuums. Love Dyson. A query. Um, if you had, if I had a query, <laughs> if somebody asked me, what would you rather have, the Judge Ball or the seven hundred home run ball by Pujols? Seven hundred percent Pujols. Not even close. Didn't that ball only sell for like five hundred thousand? Three sixty. How is this ball? And again, they're <laughs> saying three million. So I'm going to go off that. How is this ball worth nine times the Pujols ball? Inflation. <laughs> yeah, because the market's. <laughs> I, dude, I don't get it. Uh, you know what else is up for auction right now? Already, it's kind of weird to me that this would already be on auction. But uh, Ben Caro, his debut jersey is already up for auction. Oh, really? For the just, Magic full size yeah, jersey? Yeah, six, get, it's like getting up to six thousand dollars as of uh, it was as of Tuesday evening. You know, it's funny. That's an item that you look at if you're a guy who just like I love yeah, to buy you awesome take a flyer pieces or and, just, and just chill for years. Yeah, like what's a LeBron jersey worth? And I'm not saying he's LeBron, obviously, but he breaks his leg in another game and he's never plays another game. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm just saying like, it's crazy that people are like already bidding on these things. And he's only played for half a season. Yeah. I did. The, the Aaron judge ball is to me the most mystifying. Oh yeah. I don't get it. Especially you, how if, do you even turn down $3 million when you, not to mention if he leaves New York this year and goes and plays somewhere else, it's like, Oh, he's not the Yankee great anymore. Oh, I saw something that like the, yeah, there's some huge offer being made. Who knows? We should ask fine send. All right, uh, let's go to new releases, please. I have them do on some this pictures screen. And st- oh, I do. Nice. You requested pictures. I got you pictures. By the way, if that package arrives today, we're going to go live on it. Well, this will be too late. Maybe I'll do it late tonight, actually. That's not true. If you listen to this on drive time, let's get Carlos on here for a second. Oh, hey, by the way, for all you listeners on drive time, we're going to Car- be putting out the question. Monday episode earlier. Yeah. Monday's episode. Carlos, is he there? He's there. Carlos, let me ask you a question. 
for our, our podcast release, what can we get it out a little earlier? We're missing the drive time. Can we get this I thing will, up six o'clock? What do you try. think? I like how I he, mean it, hey, uh, Carlos, it just depends on it. how fast I can edit it. No, so. don't you dare put Carlos on the spot. I oh god. Here's the thing, Carlos. He doesn't mean to. He doesn't realize that he's doing a thing that was having a conversation with our producer. No, no. Because I started Here's thinking the thing too. We don't put out content every day. If it's not drive time tonight, it's drive time in the morning. I started thinking, should we just wait and put it out in the morning then? Why does it matter? Why don't we just put it out at night? Because a lot of times if I look at like my Spotify app, I'm like, oh, this one just popped. I look at the ones that just popped and I play those first. Hey, Carlos, keep doing exactly what I'm you're doing. I'm just curious. You're okay. Fine. All right. No um, problem. So by so, the time this comes out, if yes. you listen to it today, mm-hmm. I am going to rip a box of absolute football late tonight on Instagram live a day early because we've gotten permission to do so. That's allowed. We'll yeah. do a giveaway with it too. Okay. There you go. Um, new releases. I'm talking about absolute. So, yep. 2022 absolute football. What do you want to know, bro? Pricing and breakdown. Hit, hit me. We got $400 a box. Um, and only 15 cards a box, three packs. I'm not going to lie to you. That actually, what is it last year and the year before? You have 21 and 20? Uh, no. But I didn't get it. I thought I asked you about that. Yeah, you asked me about 20 things, and then you got on another site and told me to start doing things that we're not talking about. <laughs> so you um, like you okay, so let me just give you a quick breakdown then. 2022 Absolute Football, 2022 Panini Flawless Collegiate Football, 2022 Stadium club baseball all three of those released tomorrow uh december 2nd they're all friday releases there you go Hobby Last box. Year, dude 2021 absolute is a thousand dollars granted it actually had what quarterbacks in it that what's 2020 can... well let me tell you a thousand dollars maybe i missed a boat on this um, so just an overall breakdown while jesse's pulling pricing and stuff stadium club i like it's a it's a relatively cheap product we'll get the pricing on that if I'm ripping one of these for personals, I'm ripping Stadium Club. I think it's a cool looking product. I do. I've always liked it. Stadium Club's 180. Yeah. Then you can get it two autos enough. a box. Yep. Two autos. You get the SPs. I do think the rookie class is probably going to be stupid. Like, is Wander Julio? Is there a checklist on this yet? Do we know? Let's see. Down at the bottom. Because that's when it gets weird. If if the checklist is right, this could actually be a super good buy. Jesse has at least some kind of pricing. Yeah. Absolute though. At 400, I guess is cheap. Did we find 2020, by the way? Yeah, just, 2020 is coming out to be 700. That's not the that's same box. Not the so. same box. Okay. Wait, wait. Oh, I didn't think it was this because it was so high. 1300. Makes sense. I mean, 2020 is a better. So 1300, 1000, and now 400. I guess maybe I don't think it's that bad of a buy anymore because I do like the product. You can get the downtowns and, or not kabooms. downtowns, the kabooms. The RPAs are awesome. I'm at, okay. You know what? I actually think this is, I'm going to place this in the perfect product to break of the week. Is that for, a new thing? Yeah. Cause like for this price, I do like it like a PYT. Yeah. Grab the team you want. The kabooms are going to sell for obviously the rookies and the vets. You get a bunch of autos and stuff. Okay. Putting it in perspective. I actually don't like, it. I'm going to give this one a B for the week. This is interesting. This, there's, they've got cards in here made out of actual etched glass. Those are usually redemptions. You get a redemption, you send it, and they'll send it back to you. But they are pretty awesome looking cards. That's cool. Yep. And then, of course, you got your kaboomies. Explosive, the kaboom. Okay. I like the product. I'm going to give it a B. Um, all right. I do have Flawless Collegiate pulled up as well. Um, as this far as... For, by the way, Flawless Collegiate, Evansville, and Eddie, Geo Breaks are both breaking this tomorrow on the app. PYT. I mean, you're talking like 15, 1600 bucks. 50 bucks, you can get a spot in there. So... 2022 is going for $1,700, $1,750. Yep. 
21. You get six autos, two memorabilia, two numbered base. 21 is going for 3250. And then 2020 was sold out on blowout. It's got to be 4,000 though. That's, I think it's coming out to be to like 3,800. Makes sense. Okay. 3,800 to four grand. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, you're talking about half of what 2021 is. This to me is probably a yeah, B minus C plus B minus it's collegiate, which I hate. It's flawless, which I love. The price is okay. I'm only doing this. In, and again, I like this as a break product because you can't rip this personally, mm-hmm. but I don't love it. Um, like, yeah, we're seeing the pictures of Kenny Pickett. RPAs are gross. Malik Willis. There's some good names and the rookie class has turned out to be okay, but we never got that second quarterback. Pickett's been very, you know, okay. Brees Hall, who was doing great, kind of bailed out. The one thing I do think really helps is the vet checklist is actually pretty good. There's some pretty big name vet autos. I'm okay if you want to break it. You cannot touch this stuff personally. Um, That's where I'd leave that one at. Okay. Stadium club. So stadium club, we look for some pictures. There's no official checklist released. Wander has his rookie on the checklist, uh, on the uh, images, I mean. I have to think J-Rod has a rookie in this. Like, I think worst case, we probably have those two. There's the Wander which he has variations. He's got the base. So we've got Wander and J-Rod. I don't think you need anybody else. And I can't imagine J-Rod doesn't have a rookie here. He had it in Topps Chrome. Oh, that's kind of cool how they did that card. Yeah, the cards. card in the shape of a stadium. Yeah. Is that what it is? And for 180, and here's the other thing. With Stadium Club, a lot of guys will sell it to you cheaper because it's not a super desirable product. Mm-hmm. This, to me, if you're a baseball fan, probably... B plus A minus if you want to break it yourself. If you want to rip a box personally, well, big hit potential because the low number stuff sells like crazy. Mm-hmm. Jeter, Trout, everybody signed in and all the rookies. And then the rookie stuff too. Worst case, you grab some rookies, you grade out, you can do okay. You know what I think too is that ever since Tops did their little uh, redemption for the MVPs, it, it does make me wonder, like, do more people start wanting to get Tops? It, it's probably not going to increase substantially, but at least have that in the back of their mind. Like, Oh, tops may run another thing like this. Maybe it'll be good to have some of this stuff. Here's the only thing. It hasn't really moved the price of Chrome much. It, yeah. I think someone had mentioned that some sales on eBay happened right after. Oh, I know where it came from. Never mind. Um, but the sales on eBay for those singles of base and all that stuff, as soon as it was announced, people went out and snatched I get them the up. Singles, but, but I mean like the wax. But yeah. As wax. It's, it's moved a little bit, but not, not much. I so. guess it's kept it from going down. I mean, Sure, but yeah, but does it make it anything move up? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't so. Know. But at 180 bucks, if you're chasing, I mean, I, I do. I think this will have a couple big, big rookies. I think this is probably by far the best one to rip. So if I'm ripping this one, A minus, B plus. If I'm breaking this stuff, probably about the same grade. You can get, I mean, it's a 16 box case, but even still, that's super cheap. 180 bucks a box. I mean, you can buy into breaks, get your team for, I mean, I would have to imagine the Rays and Mariners are eating up most of the cost there. So if you want to chase a big team, grab them. If you want to get your, your team, you know, I'm sure you can get them really cheap because those two big ones will eat up the, the money. So, okay, yeah, this to me, and it's an attainable product. It's not $800 a box. So, okay, cool. I like that one. Um, Absolute, I think is my favorite though. I think that one. I, so are you going to watch on the Instagram live tonight? No. <laughs> yeah, I, probably, I I always pop in there and start watching. Forgot to mention, next Tuesday, we actually have a big event happening on Instagram. Yes, please. Adam Lefko. Heard of him. TNT boy. Co-star, obviously. Yes. Main star, Chris Vernon. The um, man, the myth, the ringer, legend. The man who handed us our career on a silver platter in the podcasting world, at least. What's going on in Augusta, Mr. Oh, man. I wish it was <laughs> Masters Week. I wonder if he would. You know, he might listen. Chris, please wear the green coat. 
<laughs> Dude, I called I him a favor already. I can't ask yeah, him that. Like, but if you want to, I'm not going to say so no. As long as he's wearing clothes. If he fine. shows up and the dog's behind him, dancing with the golf club, I'm not going to be angry. <laughs> Chris and Adam are doing a little East Conference, West Conference box battle. Panini hooked us up with a box of Spectra basketball, which is still for sale on the website, by the way. We're going to rip a box of Spectra hobby basketball. A left go is a Philly guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, obviously, Vernon is a Memphis guy, as are we to a degree. Mm-hmm. We're going to rip the box. Chris gets West. Adam gets East. And then everybody who does something, we'll have to figure out what we're doing around the giveaway. We're going to then give away a full sealed hobby box. I think we're going to do that East and West as well. Probably pick two winners, East, East Conference, West Conference. Okay. And we'll rip a hobby box probably a week later, give people time to get in on the giveaway yes. of select basketball, which is doing like 500 bucks still. As a hint, it'll probably have something to do with social media. Yeah, so following, following or liking and all that yeah. crap. So enjoy it. Um, I'm excited though. I asked Chris if he would come on. He's it, immediately, he's like, dude, I'll do it. He's like, but let's, let's make this better. Oh, he's like, I'll like get left go. I thought he was going to say, I'm going to get John Morant. <laughs> I'm going to go get Desmond Bain. How you know what? That? If John Morant comes, I'm going to throw another box of Spectre. How about that? Uh, we have other giveaways that are also happening. Um, do you guys, thank you for... Do you think John Morant's going to go? I don't think I know he is. If Lefko brings Shaq on the TNT desk... Okay, shut I will, up. I will also shut add an up. extra box of Spectra. Oh, God. I don't know crazy. if Lefko listens, though. Chris, I know, listens once in a while. Lefko, I know. I mean, he at least knows us. I don't know if he knows us just from meeting us in person or from the pod. Hard to say. Um, other giveaways that are happening... First off, we're going to be giving away the Panini Black Box that we already uh, promised for November. So, guys who signed up for a new account with Pristine Auction, thank you. Oh, do you have the winner? You do that um, now. I don't have the. Uh, I guess I could probably get a winner before the episode's out. Um, but the other fun thing is that because all of you guys have signed up for accounts, all that stuff's great with Pristine Auction. They were very kind and did something uh, that I think you guys will appreciate. So. They sent us, Mike and I, uh, Mike and Ike, sent us a signed jersey, a Giannis and Shaq jersey. I could not be happier with this fact. However, they also sent us eight other things, a mystery box, if you will. For all of you listeners, whether you've created an account already or not, you will all be entered to win. Basically, anybody who has created a pristine auctions account and using the code nonsense is already entered. If you haven't yet, go make one. And you will be entered to win uh, one of those eight prizes. So the next three weeks, we're going to give away three prizes next week, three prizes the following week, two prizes a week after that. Go enter. And we can't wait to give it away. There you go. Am I, I, I'm curious about that black box. Am I ripping that live for the person or are we just giving it away? I uh, rip the plan it. was to give it away. Like rip it live. No. The plan was to give it away. Like but I mean, it, ship it sealed. Ship it sealed. But. I mean, if that person says rip it for me, I do whatever, you know? Okay. Uh, there you go. So I'm so, happy about you. I, yeah, I missed. I did, I pulled the Jesse. I didn't listen to most of that. You're keeping the shack. I'm keeping the honest. Yeah. I really don't like the, how that works out. Like investment wise, you want to keep the honest. I'll keep the shack. The fact that you're willing to do that makes me more happy with my choice of, I want shack. So oh, I think they're about the same. I mean, either way, I yeah. you know I'm a shack boy. Okay. Well, um, shack boy. Cause you're in the I, I gym mean, now. <laughs> Jim boy. Did you, I didn't know Shaq was ripped by the way. He's like, he keeps it tight. Right, I saw some pictures on. recently. We don't have much time. I mean, we don't want to talk about, wait, didn't we, you say there was some kind of nonsense you wanted to talk about? Give me something. Give me something. I mean, I did again, Carlos ruined the mood. <laughs> no, yeah. he didn't. Okay. That's fine. Your team, Carlos. It's fine. I've, I've been team Carlos in the past. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? Here's a chance for Carlos to redeem himself. And Eddie's <laughs> on the call too. I think Eddie might've dropped off. 
After he I'm, heard the berating you gave Carlos, to, he's like, I'm out of here. This is open to all four. Okay. Here's what we're doing. We're going to take two minutes because, again, aforementioned, I have to be rushed today. First of all, Carlos and Eddie, just yes or no, are you fans of The Office? When I say fan, I mean like knowledge, intimate knowledge of the show. If you're not, it's okay. Could you ask an, uh, or answer a quiz question? Probably. Okay. Yes. We got, oh. Okay. You know what? No. You know what? This is actually fitting. Carlos is out. Eddie's out. No. We go. Don't you dare. That's, he said probably. It was a yes or no answer. No. That he means knows. no. For, okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you and Eddie go first. Okay. Ken sent to Evansville Card Shop, hooked us up with this really cool, like, calendar, all these little Google. And I was like, you know what? We're doing a all fantasy little draft. Google? Little Google heads. <laughs> what else called? Bobblehead things. Almost bobbleheads. Funko. Funkos. Mm-hmm. The Ringer does this all the time. Everything on The Ringer lately is a redraft of stuff. We're redrafting this, you know, redo the draft, redo this, TV shows, whatever. Okay. We're going to go around twice. Two picks, all time. I will go third, and then I will go fourth. Snake draft, obviously. We will let you go first, Eddie second. I need to know what I'm doing. Number one pick, office character. We don't have much time here, so move along. Your first pick is- This is a personal or who I think is the best? Like Do whatever you want. You have the number one pick. Wow. Okay. Um, Dwight. Wow. Wow. Eddie? Are you kidding? He was the only one who almost got a spin-off. The farm, please. Eddie? Stanley. Whoa. See that? However, let me just tell you, that pick's there at five for Eddie. That's a bad pick. That's a bad value pick. Okay. At three, I'm taking Michael, obviously. And then you go off the wall, Michael and Creed. I'm picking again. Snake draft. Wait, wait. Are you not? I go three, four. Now we're back to Eddie and you. You would have one and six. Where's Carlos? Carlos is out. The probably answer doesn't doesn't work for me. I you told don't, you. You're, this is he holds our fate in the in his don't, palms. Don't ruin this. I'm taking Michael. By the way, laughable. He falls to me at three. Creed at four. Creed, I would argue, is the greatest underused character of all time. But fine. Stanley and who? Eddie, pick number two, please. Go with Kevin. Okay, Dang it. okay, that's a solid Dang thing. It. Okay, that that's was a, what I didn't I'm gonna, think he was going with that. Because my next round of this, which we can't get to now, would be moment for those people. Obviously, Kevin Chili moment. That's a high pick. Well, that's duh. a value pick. Moments by the, are different, hey, though. That's a value pick by the kid, Jesse. <laughs> um, I guess. Just say, take the laser way out, Jim. Yep. Fine. I mean, you got to have Jim in there. Jim, is, I he, had a better segment. He helped make this. the show. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, you know what though I appreciate that you tried and that was fun how does Michael slip to three how did you not let Carlos in god okay Carlos if I gave you pick three who are you going with there uh, pick three so the, I have your spot right so I would have had Michael yep four yeah uh, four I mean I probably just go Jim I know it's boring but that's not but bad it's a safe, that's a co-manager safe and co-manager together at three and four Carlos, thank you for all you do. I'm sorry I've been critical today. Uh, mailbag. We thank have to move you. On. That's a very nice thing. Brian Conlon for the mailbag. He's our first guest up. His question is, is the supply chain in the hobby broken with, with respect to quality issues and management? The end customer is typically left holding the bag and left with the burden to resolve. Is there, any, uh, is there another model to contemplate that places coordinated accountability from local car shops? Is quality control broken? Yes. That's his it's, question. It's that way in every single field ever. Here's so, the only so how thing, do you though. Fix people it? like say that, and then they're like, well, if every card was perfect, they'd all be PSA 10s and no one would care. I mean, I wish the QC was better from everybody. Sure. But but how do you ever, I, I mean, mean, just, I w- yeah, I wish manufacturers would tighten up on their ends. Yes. Cole, but, but I don't know what, uh, how, uh, realistically though, how do you fix that? I don't know that there's a fix. Okay. Yeah. I, I wish there was. I just, I don't think there's going to be. 
You see, it's trash in the Oh, sorry, that's a typo. Q's, uh, quality control is trash in the TCG I play, too. So it's just, it's terrible. Oh, oh okay, okay. So okay. it's not just sports cards. Okay. Carlos redeeming himself, by the way. Look at this guy. He Carlos is like he my, had nothing to redeem. Carlos is like my Michael pick. A oh little bit later gosh. pick, just shining through. Okay, go ahead. Next. Uh, Cole Benz wants to know what types of modern cards would you send in for grading, knowing they won't gem. I have a Bowman's best Tyler Stevenson rookie He's got a gold. gold auto out of fifty yes. with a couple of blemishes. Stuff like that I'm sending, like low numbered autos, nice premium cards, just because I think hey, or extremely valuable cards. Even if I know this flawless patch auto is only a seven or an eight, mm-hmm. still worth it because it'll make it easier for me to sell. Probably you've said before, like grading like a one of one doesn't really affect the pricing all that much. No, but I think it makes it easier to sell because again, the, it's a valuable okay, card because it's authenticated. People at least, and, hey, I know it's authentic. It's I know the condition because now it is graded. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. And what yeah, about like, out of ten? Like, does it affect a lot? Would you say? There's definitely a premium because I mean, obviously, as you go up, and there, there's going to be more of an effect. Yeah, because people get lazy. Well, it's a one-on-one. You can't help the value. There's only one of them. Yeah. No, there's a ton of one-on-ones. This is now a one-on-one that is also a PSA 10 mm-hmm. or an SGC 10, a BGS 9.5. It makes a difference in value. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Zeppi Borelli. Be honest with you. I, I looked at the mailbag today. Mm-hmm. Number one criticism for the people writing these questions. Oh. This is a podcast that only goes about an hour. <laughs> They're a little longer today. Some of these we've got to tighten up just a bit. <laughs> Baseball prospectors tend to go for the big three Bowman, Bowman Chrome, and Bowman Draft. Why does a product like Heritage Miners not have much hobby love? Uniforms. It's just it. the resale value has never been there. I don't know why, though. And then also you're not getting like the Chrome prospect cards. You're getting paper cards for these guys. Um, I actually ripped two. I've ripped... I ripped all the boxes I got. I got these allocated for like $41 from GTS. I ripped them all. I probably subbed 15 cards out of it. I pulled a Bo Jackson auto in his college uniform. Okay. And I pulled a Jordan Lawler autograph out of the other box. I like them. I think it's an awesome product to rip. It's Topps license, which is cool. I mean, his example too, you can get a Marcelo Mayer auto for under $80. I think it's great for you to grab there. But yeah, the, the Bowman is as much about the product as it is about Chase. Guys are ripping Bowman Chrome because they want to hit a red auto that's worth eighty-five thousand. Like there's just so much more there. So okay. uh, I'm not. We don't really have an answer for Brian Johnson. Um, Jeremy Lee, who owns part of Tag, he can probably step the in there. He wants to know: Do uh, you see anything that sets Tag grading apart from other technology-based graders such as HGA? Oof. I, I mean, mean, hopefully their business model is yeah. different than HGA because that's a train wreck. Um, Tag actually set up next to us at the Industry Summit in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I've seen their setups at other shows. It's impressive. I don't know anything about their technology, but their setups look good. Yeah, and I mean, I think they actually give you a little bit of a report. They give you the high-res scan. Here, oh, the high-res scan is cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Here is my issue, and Jeremy commented too. He's a, I know he works for that company. You know, hopefully he'll answer in the Facebook group. I mean, I would say this. Like, my issue, though, is... Number, everybody wants to try to reinvent the wheel with grading. The number one request of people who are grading cards by the majority of them, Mm -hmm. you know what it is? What the one thing they want out of their grading is authentication, resale value. Oh, well, yeah. Period. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't know how you come in and I just don't know. At this point, the only thing you could do is have PSA make some huge faux pas and somebody who's already in there step up. It could change. I mean, four or five years ago, BGS was number one. Now BGS is probably three in grading in terms of grading. It's PSA SGC. So I, I don't know, like I, what sets them apart. I, I mean, maybe the technology a little bit. I don't know what it is. I can't speak to that part. I just know so often people want to downplay that. Like, well, you know, we do all these other things. 
if there's no resale, it's going to severely hinder. You'll, you'll get a niche following for any of these things. There's some total crap grading companies who have a niche following. If the resale is not there, it's never going to take off. Uh, a lot of Festivus comments, by the way. Well, in my comment uh, for the mailbag, I did mention uh, that there would be an airing of grievances. So, um, Christopher, no. why isn't there? You did. I mean, we talked oh. right off the bat. Okay. Star stuff. I thought you meant you. I'm sorry. I have no. I've never been upset with anything. Uh, Christopher Duff. Oh, the reason why Geo hates the theme music is because it's the same thing I have in my head as I'm walking around. Fair. It is. I, I am constantly going. Dun, 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 dun. JD Pearson. I noticed that some SGC slams say SGC on the back, and some say Sports Card Guarantee LLC. Mm-hmm. I know they're the same company. I'm just curious if it's the same slab size. Was the label the only thing that changed? And do you know when that change occurred? I believe that occurred earlier in the podcast, uh, but they are the same size. Yeah. The ones that say SGC, actually, Scott Rapport answered a lot of this, uh, the, the newer ones. That's when that little change happened. I think it actually, the change was in that the label, but also that little interior piece of black molding mm-hmm. that goes around the card. Um, when you say earlier in the podcast, like when Earlier we started. in the year, excuse me. Yeah. I believe it was this year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Ruben Mitchell, a question from the Facebook. Thank you for setting me up, Ruben. What age is too old for a rookie or upcoming player to invest in from the MLB, NFL, or NBA? That's a good question. Or is there no such thing as too old? Oh, age. This is a good. So with baseball, especially with prospect, when you start to get in the 23, 24 range, guys start to tap out. I guess Wait, it's 23, 24 for prospects. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to get the next Soto at 19. Yeah. So it does. Baseball's young. That's what I would say. Baseball is for sure. The youngest, I would say early twenties, um, football, basketball. I don't know. I would say later twenties ish. I mean, Tatum's 25. Is that what we said? Or 24. Now are we talking about at How the time? Tatum, they are, the oh, I'm sorry. 24. Okay. But are we talking about at the time of their card or at their current age? Player B is now 24 years old. Yeah, is yeah. he too old to invest in? Like, that's the question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in baseball, by and large, it's about that age. People start looking like, oh, maybe he's a career minors type guy. What about football? Football's a little older than that. That's why I say football, basketball, I'd say late 20s. I mean, people are investing in, well, they're not this year, Aaron Rodgers, you know. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers was great at 26. Mm-hmm. That's different. That's a different question. Okay. Yeah. It, a lot of interpretation of the question. I guess that's kind of where I went off with it. Uh, Johnny F wants to know who is Mike's donkey of the week. Do you have a donkey of the week, Mike? Oh man, I did. I looked at this question by Johnny too. Who is my? Uh, I forget now. Anybody buying that judge ball to me is a donkey. <laughs> uh, do you keep your collective eyes peeled on other assets to give yourselves a rough idea of the volatility that lies ahead in the hobby, given the current world economic climate? A little bit. I mean, I'm investing in housing, so I always have that in the brain. There's actually some huge drops in like. Texas and Florida this week, I think it said like six year lows or something crazy like that. So a little bit, but, but I don't know the hobby to me too, in a lot of ways just stands out on its own. Here's the thing about this. People keep talking about like the market crashing and stuff like that. It, if you look at the market right now, the Dow is actually up quite a bit over like the last, I don't know, two, three months or something. Granted, the S&P and uh, the NASDAQ have not kept up quite as much, but it does indicate it's not as bad as what everybody keeps talking about. It's actually giving me more and more hope, but I've been quiet because I know hope is criticized around here sometimes. I trust you. that I don't know how to read that stuff, so I believe it. That's what you say. It doesn't mean like there aren't other sectors that are going to be affected, but I do think that it's giving hope that we don't see as big of a crash. Yeah, and with me too, I'm in a bit of a bubble, right? Like with me, 
housing around here has cooled off some. It's still really good. Rent rental properties around here are still doing so. The yeah. the buy sell market on housing is good. And the rent is really good. So I'm like, and I know there's other parts of the country that's not the case. Yep. I also know like the job market around here is still very competitive. So Go out and try and buy a used car. I'll tell you that. I've been trying to buy a car forever and it's, prices won't come down. That's because people keep buying them. We only have to Anyways. have like two more. Yeah. We got a hard um, stop for Carlos here. All right, let's go down. What about Adam Sickmiller? I don't know if we've answered one of his before. He says, Mike, Jesse, what kind of markup is typical for a break? For example, if a box being ripped costs $100 and there are 10 spots, what should the average cost per spot be? Good question. I always think worst case, 20%. Like if it's a $100 box and you're breaking spots for 120, I don't hate it. That guy's got to pay shipping. Still seems a little high to me. Well, he's got to pay shipping. He's got to sort. He's got to actually take the time to do the break. He's got to fill it. And he's got some sort of a payment processing At fee. that price, yeah, I guess so. But Same thing 20%. with 1000 At 1000 it's now 1200 Okay, if it takes a couple hours. I mean, hours. shipping now is still the same. and But True. now you're saying a lot, you're paying a lot more, though, for that shipping. Well, that's what you'd have to consider it as, right? Because, I mean, like, what's the premium that they're paying for? Access to a box not at full retail value. If you want to just go buy it for 100 go buy it for 100 If you want to buy a team in there for $12, Okay, but you know I have to do okay. more work than just scarcity box. of product. I guess no, uh, not even that. Just the ability to get into a box without buying the box. I'm now offering you a way to get into this without having to pay the full price. But there's going to be a premium. Okay, yeah, there's a premium. And sometimes there's not. By the way, sometimes some guys are under retail on boxes. But if they're over, mm-hmm. I know to me twenty percent was always kind of the number I had in mind. Okay. I um, love. By the way, Chris Smith. I do want to address this. Why does Mike hate Burrow and the Bengals so much? I love Joe Burrow, and I think the Bengals, I like that story. I think he's awesome and mm-hmm. a huge, I think he's great for the hobby, great for the sport. I cannot stand. Th- you like Jamar Chase too, right? I think Jamar Chase is unbelievable. I don't know Chris Smith, so this is not directed toward him, but I find Burrow fans to be obnoxious. That's the reason. I don't know why. And I'm a Brady fan, and we're obnoxious, so I can relate. But Burrow fans bug me. They always tell me how unbelievable and this and that, and I'm like, okay. I think he probably will be. Mm-hmm. I think they get a little ahead of themselves. Chris, that is why. I don't hate him, though. I think he's great for the hobby. Um, I'm trying to see. So we only have time for what? One more? Um, sure. So Ryan Hefley. Last question. Fairly new to the hobby. When should you grade your cards versus selling them raw? And also, I live in Canada and have zero idea how to go about getting a card graded. Watch some YouTube videos, but any tips or advice would be great. Thanks for your time. Hey, Ryan, you come to the right spot. We, I forget sometimes that there's still a lot of, there's still new people entering just because we're not in 2021 anymore. Canada's tough to grade from. It's just not a great option there. When do I grade my cards versus selling them? If I think, well, what is the difference in price? Is a PSA 9 selling for the same as a raw card? Probably going to sell it just raw unless I think it has a really good shot and there's a really big markup from a 10. Does my $40 card become a $150 card if it comes back a PSA 10, an SGC 10, whatever? Or is it not all that much of a premium because it's an overproduced base card? So it really, to me, if it's a PC card and you do it for protection, do it no matter what. You want it sealed. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to actually, if you're going resale, what is the difference? And then look at the card. If it's not coming back more than a, a nine, you're wasting your money. And SGC 10 will give you a little bit of a bump. A 10, obviously, a, a bump on anything. But if it's not going to gem... In, in this market, you're pretty much wasting your time. For a modern card, though. For ultra-modern cards. Yeah. There you go. All right, we are out of time. Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday a little earlier. Goodbye.